0: On today's episode, I'm going to be sharing with you the one stressor that you should actually be focusing on if you can, as of today. So stay tuned. Welcome to Stop Binging and Start Living. And from the title, this is exactly what I'm going to be helping you through this series in this podcast, through nourishment, movement, and mindset. Because when you understand where these habits are coming from and how to actually create a change, a positive change for the long term, You can start living your life today by creating a life free from binge eating. So I am so excited to have you here and let's dive in to today's episode. In the last episode, I talked about stress. So make sure that you tune into that episode right after you listen to this one. And why this one is actually linked to stress because we often neglect it and it can actually have a big negative impact regarding your eating habits and as well, any other healthy habits you're trying to bring into your day-to-day will actually have a negative impact if you neglect this one thing. So while to listen listening, my name is Dina Amarabi. If you're new to my world, I am a health and wellness coach. And for the past 22 years, I've been helping my client create a balance in their lifestyle, in their eating, and in their mindset, talking about nourishment, fitness, and mindset. And as well, all the stressors that life can bring our way. And if you're enjoying this, make sure you always follow and subscribe so you don't miss all the future episodes. And if you're watching over on YouTube, give me a like, a thumbs up right below. So right now, let's continue on today's episode. I talked about stress in the last episode, how it can actually have a negative impact on your day-to-day. However, there is something that we do or maybe don't do every single day that impacts our stress level that actually creates an impact on our eating habits. And I don't know if you guessed it, the thing that we need to do more day-to-day and bring more awareness to it is actually your sleeping. (laughs) The reason why I want to talk about sleep today is because it is one of the most crucial things that we forget to talk about. Sleep is actually something we often neglect. I talked about living in a high-paced society, trying to do it all. And then we tend to kind of push our sleep a little bit later, maybe we need to wake up a little bit earlier to get things done. However, we don't realize that sleeping issues can cause a massive imbalance in your day to day, even after lacking one day of sleep. And let me kind of put this in perspective. We can live, like it's it's not living, we can survive in a certain way, 40 to 70 days without food. Taking food out does not create a big stressor. However, going on without sleep after two, three days, we actually end up losing our mind. This is what actually shows you that sleep is so crucial to talk about. When we talk about stop binging, start living, and just creating a healthy lifestyle. And sleep is very important no matter how old you are, and it's not only for babies and kids and teenagers. And this is where sleep can actually create imbalances. I talked about this a little bit more last episode, but I really want to dive more into it. Sleep actually causes an imbalance in our hormones, in our ghrelin hormone. Our ghrelin hormone is actually our hunger hormone, and as well, it creates an imbalance in our leptin hormone. So our leptin hormone is our fullness hormone. So what happens when you lack sleep, your ghrelin hormone, which is your hunger hormone, goes up, and your leptin hormone gets suppressed, which means, You can feel like you can keep eating and eating and never being full because your body is trying to kind of catch the energy that you might be missing because of the lack of sleep that you had. And when you look in terms of sleep, yes, we talked about the hormones, but as well, when we lack sleep, we're more tired and we're more tired and we have all these things to do. What do we do? We end up eating more or drinking more coffee to be able to get more things done. And then it's a vicious cycle because we're actually less productive when we lack sleep, which means we're gonna be less productive to actually meal prep. We're gonna be less productive to actually work out. We should be less productive with our work, which makes us maybe end up working much later during the day impacting our sleep. And then it's kind of a vicious circle. Sleep very often is one of the first things that we need to talk about because it's something that we do every single day And we need to kind of create that shift, that change to make sure that it is actually a top priority. Because think about it, you're going to be spending a third or quarter of your life sleeping. We need to make sure that actually has that big impact because it is a necessity to have a decent night's sleep every single night, 90% of the time, because life can happen, right? So we look in terms of sleep, we actually also want to look at what foods are we tempted when we're tired? When you're tired, you need a boost of energy. You're not going for lettuce or vegetables or fruit. You're going for that high carb, high sugar because sugar perks you up, doesn't it? But then sugar makes you crash, get more tired. Then you might have more sugar and then you might have more caffeine. That's why chocolate is kind of like those two things. You have the chocolate, you have the sugar and you have the caffeine in it. So this is why when you look about sleep, it is actually so crucial for just, general health, but as well, some studies have shown that lack of sleep has actually worsened people's diabetic symptoms. Because you don't sleep very well, you won't have time to actually get your system to calm down. And people wake up with higher blood sugar levels and it actually impacts your diabetes. So you might or might not have diabetes, but it shows you how sleep is so crucial for the stress hormone or stress for fatigue. But as well, when you don't have that recuperating sleep every single night. Your body is on nonstop. Your organs do not have that time to decompress and relax and detox and start your morning fresh. So let's look in terms of sleep. I want to make sure I covered everything. Yeah. So studies also have shown that if you're sleeping less than seven hours, less than seven hours. Yes, adults. Talking about less than seven hours. We should not be sleeping less than seven hours because less than seven hours causes insulin resistance, which means whatever we're going to be eating, we're going to be storing it more as fat. It's actually increasing your hunger. This is where you might actually get into that unhealthy eating habit of binge eating, stress eating, emotional eating. It actually decreases your fullness. You can always end up eating more. And as well, when you're not sleeping well, what I want to share is that you're more tired. And when you're more tired, you have actually less motivation and willpower to stick to your health plan. So it's not that you're lacking motivation and willpower. It's that you're so exhausted you didn't fill up your battery. That during the day, you're in survival mode by lacking sleep. And when your phone, the battery is low, I'm sure the first thing you do, you're going to charge it up. So in the morning when you wake up, it is full and ready for the day. Sleep is the same thing for you. It's plugging you into a restful state. So you can actually wake up energized for your day. So we very often think more about the battery of our phone than we do of the battery of our body. And the battery of our body, yes, there's the nourishment. Yes, there's the fitness. Yes, there's the mindset. But one of the big thing is rest. Rest, let I mean, self-care during the day. But as well, the biggest rest is the one that is the biggest chunk of your day, which is your sleep. So anything less than seven hours is actually creating that open door of increased hunger, nullified fullness, and as well more fatigue that is causing you to want to eat more sugar, eat more carbs, and then the vicious circle continues. So let me give you some amazing tips to help you create a sleeping routine. We need a sleeping routine. The body works at its best in a sleeping routine. Now make sure you have a pen and paper or listen this back to this episode over on the podcast or over on YouTube to help you get these tips down. Again, we don't wanna create this change overnight, but I want you to kind of take all these tips in and start creating one change at a time, seeing which one is the easiest to integrate and then create a snowball effect by adding one after the other. So in our ideal world, again, minimum seven hours of sleep, And some people might need up to nine hours of sleep. So each single person is very different. And as well as a side note, when you're going through a high stress phase, you might actually need more sleep than usual. Your body needs to recuperate more. So do acknowledging that sometimes you feel like, oh my God, I can always sleep. It could be that your sleep is not profound and deep but it also could be that you're going through a high stress phase and your body needs more sleep to kind of recover and recharge the battery better for the next day. So let's say seven to nine hours of sleep. We're like, okay, this is how many hours I'm going to grab. Then it's kind of deciding on what is the consistent routine you're going to be having to always sleep at the same time and wake up at the same time. You might have a day or two off during the week. If it's like on the weekends or you have an event, it's okay. We want to focus on the majority of the time. You want most of the time, which is at least five days a week to sleep at the same time and to wake up at the same time. And you know what's going to happen if you create that consistency, that consistency stays even on the other days. My consistency is I wake up at 6, 6, 15, no matter what time I go to bed. So I make sure I always wake up. I always go to bed at a certain time. So I, when at 6, six fifteen, I have my X number of hours in. So you really want to get kind of like a schedule. And the reason for that is because your body likes routine. If you've had kids or you know people that have kids, the kids always need to go to bed at the same time because we have a circadian rhythm. We have hormones that kind of rise up at a certain time and go down at a certain time. So when you're able to always go to sleep at the same time, you're actually kickstarting a little bit your sleep hormone always at the same time and your body gets used to this. It's a habit, it's a learned mechanism. So creating a routine of seeing what time you're going to be going to bed, what time you're you're going to be getting up and setting that kind of like, in stone and giving it a try for at least a few weeks to see which one's going to be working for you. So routine is key to create a consistency of a healthy sleeping routine. Second thing I recommend is whenever you're looking at your bedroom, make sure your bedroom is dark, you know, getting like blind. Sometimes people have covers, have earplugs, but the most important thing in terms of your bedroom, no light. So you don't want an alarm clock with flashing. You want to be able to put your phone on airplane mode. You really want to minimize any kind of like electromagnetic field or even any light 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 that it can even can come and disrupt your sleep. The second thing is let's say okay you set your hours you make sure your bedroom is nice and healthy for your sleep you also want to create like a winding down routine which means an hour before you go to bed we want to cut all electronics no TV, no phone, no social media the reason for that is, When you start dimming the light in terms of before your sleep, you end up starting to release the melatonin, which is your sleep hormone to help you. However, if you're on the TV or on your phone or bright light, you keep waking up your wake up hormone. So it takes time for your melatonin to kickstart. So going from like a full lit, watching TVs, looking through social media, looking through your phone or even working, and then saying, oh, oh, it's time to go to bed. And then you're going to bed, let's say at 10 o'clock and you're like in bed and you're like, oh my God, I, I can't, you're wired, right? It's because you need some winding down time of at least an hour. And so people may need two hours. This is where you have to choose. Are you going to be reading a book? Are you going to be maybe during that time, like preparing things for the next day, your lunches, your meals, cleaning up, but make sure that you have that one hour right before you go to bed as a winding time with less of that blue light from your electronics. So we're like, okay, we know what time we're sleeping, our room is ready, an hour before, no screens, no nothing. Even before that, you need to look at your caffeine intake because caffeine can stay nine hours in your system. So if you're planning, let's say, to go to bed at 10 p.m., your last caffeine drink should be at 1 p.m. the latest because it can stay nine hours. So if you're trying to create a healthy routine for sleep, We need to look at your caffeine intake, even anything with soda that has caffeine. But you might be saying, oh my God, Dina, but at three or four, it's like, I can't stay awake. I need to have a coffee. But again, maybe you cannot stay awake in the afternoon because your sleeping is off. And our aim by having a better sleeping routine is gonna help you to need less of that afternoon coffee. So looking at that as well. Another thing when you look in terms of nutritional habits is alcohol. Sometimes we have a drink of alcohol thing, it actually relaxes the system, but it actually impacts our sleep in a negative way. So if you're trying to really create a healthy routine and get your sleeping back on track, try to limit alcohol as much as you can and keep it only on special occasions. Another thing when we look in terms of nutritional habits, make sure you do not go to bed hungry. (laughs) If you're going to bed and you're starving, eat a little something. The reason for that is you still need energy and calories when you're sleeping. Sleeping, you're still breathing. Your system is detoxing itself. The organs are still kind of unwinding. You still need to give your body some food. So never go to bed hungry. No matter what people are saying, don't eat after 7 p.m. or 8 p.m. I don't know what your dinner was. I don't know how your day is. If ever you're curious, message me so we can see really what is the impact of your eating throughout the day. But you also wanna make sure never going to bed hungry Because again, hunger is a stress, and when you're stressed, you're not gonna be sleeping properly, and then you're gonna be very tired. And this, it can be just a light snack that you have right before you go to bed. But often we look in terms of that, you really wanna make sure you're eating enough during the day. Whenever you're going drastic and you're cutting your eating, or you're skipping meals, or you're skipping your snacks, you're actually under eating. And even if you eat something right before you go to bed, if you were under eating all day long, first of all, you are in a starvation mode, you didn't give your body what it needs, but then you don't need to actually have enough to go through your seven to nine hours of sleep, of restful sleep. Again, it's not about putting your head down and waking up at a certain time. It's having that deep, healthy sleep where your body is well nourished, doesn't have the caffeine, doesn't have the alcohol, didn't have that screen time, the melatonin kicked in, and they can really go into that deep sleep. So when you wake up in the morning, you're more refreshed. And another extra note I'm also going to be sharing in terms of sleep. What helps as well for better sleep is to get your body moving during the day. So adding in a 30-minute like activity, let's it be walking or cycling or weight training, anything where you're getting your body in movement kind of gets your kinks out, it actually helps for your sleep. And even better, if you can have a nighttime walk after your dinner is one of the best ways because it can actually as well kickstart your melatonin of the darkness that's kind of kicking in so your system's get ready, getting, gonna be ready for sleep, then you're gonna have a more rest for sleep. So when you look in terms of that, you might be saying, oh, there's a lot of stuff to do. It's not a lot when we're able to understand what is a routine for us. So you have different options. If I would pick where to start, I would start more with the nighttime routine, which is what time you're going to be going to bed So because of what time you need to wake up. I would make sure as well that your room is nice and dark, and I would make sure there's no screens an hour before. When you're able to integrate that into your day-to-day, then I would focus on the nutrition, the caffeine, the alcohol, the eating before you're going to bed if you're hungry, the eating throughout the day. So you really can do this like slowly. You don't have to do everything overnight because the aim of this is to create a healthy routine that feeds you the next day so that you can wake up with a lower cortisol level, with more energy, so you're not actually craving sugar, caffeine, and carbs to stay awake throughout the day. And better sleep has actually been shown to increase your productivity. So you can actually get your work done much faster if only you can give your time to relax and sleep more. Because think about it, you can sleep less, work more, or sleep more, work less. I think I'll opt for the second one. And when we look in terms of just our health, our weight, our binge eating, our stressing and emotional eating, again, we really want to bring the cortisol level down. We want to bring the stress down. We want to take care of your body. And taking care of you and your body is actually taking care of your sleep at the same time. Before I forget, one other thing that we want to talk about in terms of your sleep, making sure that your room temperature is nice and cool, which is, I think, below, because I know it more in Fahrenheit, 68 Fahrenheit, they go 65, 68 Fahrenheit, or below 20 degrees Celsius. And in in that range... (laughs) We you get confused looking between one and the other. So your room has to be cool to be able to sleep well. So this is where a sleeping like overdress, big covers, you need to be careful. You really want to be, be at a nice, cool temperature. That's actually going to help your body kind of rest and relax and have a deeper sleep. So that's like a little extra note. See what works for you. But no matter what, seven to nine hours of sleep, dark room, put your phone on airplane mode and one hour of no screen time before you go to bed. Because by implementing this, it's gonna actually help you the next day to have more energy, which is gonna give you more willpower, more motivation to stay on track with your health plan, to help you have an amazing day, to be able to eat better, move better, think better, be better, to help you break free from the binge eating, stress eating, and the emotional eating. It all ties in together. So I hope this really gave you a lot of key takeaways. I would love to know in the comment right below if you're watching on YouTube, which one do you actually want to implement? You're like, oh my God, I'm going to focus on this for at least seven days. And don't forget to always connect with me over on social media and tell me how you enjoyed this week's episode. So on that note, Dina Mary here. I wish you a beautiful and a balanced day and I'll catch you in the next episode. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. However, before you go, I would truly appreciate if you can leave a review regarding this podcast. My mission is to really help people understand how to help themselves stop binging and start living through the information I am sharing right here. And as well, do not forget, follow me over on social media, Stop Binging and Start Living. And as well, don't hesitate to ask your questions because they can be part of the next episode. On that note, I wish you a beautiful and a balanced day.